For a long time, I was an entrepreneur in the ways that I thought I should be, in the ways that I saw, oh, you're supposed to hustle and grind in this way, and you're supposed to talk to investors in this way, and you're supposed to talk to customers in this way. And so the most challenging thing was finding your own way. Welcome to The Syntax Show. And the thing that I've realized from the CEO to the NFL football player to the janitor, we're our toughest critics and we're hardest on ourselves. But you have to be willing to say and point out the things that need to be said. The only way to grab somebody's attention is with a story. Hey learners, welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Toda, and I'm happy to introduce our guest this week, Shireen Jaffer. Shireen is the co-founder and CEO of Edvo, and a serial entrepreneur, investor, and startup mentor who founded her first company, Skillify, when she was just 18 years old. Edvo's mission is to help us all make more sense of the world online and around us. It's a personal learning platform that's designed to help people learn and think better. This is obviously an area I'm very passionate about, so I'm excited to learn more from Shireen Jaffer. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, John. It's lovely to be here. So I love what you do, and you and I talked about this before, this whole concept of personalizing learning and empowering people to make more sense of the world. So let's go back with your story before we jump into everything you're doing with Edvo. How did you start as an entrepreneur? I know you obviously were a student entrepreneur, which is always fascinating to me. Tell us how you got into it in the first place. Yeah, I'm someone who, when I see a problem, and it's obviously if it's a problem that I personally feel, I have to solve it. And if I'm lucky enough to find a good solution, I need to then show it to other people. So that's what entrepreneurship is. That's what entrepreneurship has always meant for me. It was never the motivation of starting a business or anything like that. It was just see a problem, want to solve it. I Education was something, um, every company that I've had, it's been in education technology. And education has been something that's been so part of my soul since I was a kid. So I'll just take you back to my childhood because everything else will make sense as a result. Uh, when I was seven, my mom, my brother, and I actually moved from Pakistan to Palo Alto in the Silicon Valley. And back then, it was we were one of the first brown families. We were not affluent. Uh, no one that my parents knew was moving to a place like Palo Alto, especially from a place like Pakistan. People were moving to more uh, cities than suburbia. And in Palo Alto, I was going to one of the best schools in the nation, but everything in my school was centered around getting into college. We had Stanford right across the street, so everyone's dream was going to Stanford or some Ivy League. And so all of our education was focused on grades, test scores, extracurriculars, beefing up your resume. And in order to do those things, it costs money. It costs money to do sports. It costs money to be in different types of extracurriculars and pay for the AP exams and the SATs. So I started working when I was 14 because my parents didn't have the money. And at the time, the intention was just work, save money, pay for these things, go to college. But as I started working, I got this exposure to the real world where I very quickly realized no one cared about my grades. No one was asking me even about my age, let alone what high school or college I was in. And what people really cared about was how I built relationships, how I communicated, how I problem solved, how I thought. And those were not the things I was learning in school. 
And so when I did go to college, because the conditioning was still very strong uh, and I still went to USC, in my first year, I saw that because my friends did not have that exposure that I did, they were struggling with anxiety. They were struggling with helplessness. They were feeling like they had no idea what they were interested in, but they had to go get an internship. They had to now decide what major they needed to do. And I just thought to myself, okay, if I can help my friends get the exposure I did in high school, maybe they'll realize their identity and their self-worth has nothing to do with their grades and test scores. And what it actually has to do with is how they perceive themselves and their value and how they want to contribute. And so that was the pain I saw. I just happened to have the skills to attempt at solving those pains. And so I started my freshman year of college simply teaching my friends how to get internships that they actually wanted and how to get that exposure to the real world. So I taught them how to network. I taught them how to build a resume that I had since I was 14, but they had never even heard of how to interview just so again, they could get out there, get that exposure and then just see the world for themselves. And that's where my entrepreneurship journey began. I love it. It's such a great story. And and I'm a huge advocate of internships and mentorships. And, and you think about it, if you go back in like the history of humankind, right, that is the way you typically learn everything is by role modeling and following someone else's example. And just not enough people get that experience because like you said, they're so focused on getting into the next level of school. And I know this brings up a question that you mentioned to me and I really thought it was positioned great. This idea of what does it mean to be educated versus mm-hmm. just getting good grades, getting into the right schools, but truly being educated and being proficient in skill sets. Is that one of the things that you're really focused on even beyond what you did with Skillify, but in everything that you're trying to accomplish? Absolutely. So when I started working at, when Skillify started, initially it started with five of my friends that I was helping, but eventually it grew into where I started working with 150,000 plus students and they were ages 14 through 56. We worked with so many community college students. And so we worked with a lot of adult learners. And after getting, after having so many conversations with people, I started realizing, and it's sad because this is probably the most obvious thing and we just don't talk about it as much. We talk about it more now than we did five, six years ago. People go to school because they want to know that they have what it takes to build a life they want. People go to school because they want that job. They want a job that pays well, it's lucrative, it's something that they enjoy, it's something that feels meaningful. People go to school to learn the skills and the mindsets and get the exposure they need to then be able to build the life they want. And so when you ask yourself, well, what does it mean to be educated? The answer to me is simple. Can you build the life you want? Do you have the education to build the life you want? And if you ask pretty much any student that's in college right now, um, or Actually, I think college students today are way more aware than I personally was in college. But if you ask people who graduated college and if you ask them, did you get the education you needed in college or through schooling, traditional schooling, to build the life you want, almost every single person is going to say no. I would be, I would struggle to find one person that would say yes. And so to me, it just comes down to what type of education that is needed. 
because if schools aren't doing it, how can we do it? Because it's needed for every single person on this world. And so when I think about that, the initially when I started answering this question for myself, I, I built a ton of different uh, prototypes that could attempt to solving this problem. And, and the approach always was, okay, what are skills that are popular in demand in the world? Let's teach people those skills. And then you realize the world changes so fast. It's changing all the time. The skills are changing all the time. And so you would drive yourself mad trying to keep up with that as a company, as a technology, as a business. It's doable, but it's really hard. And then the epiphany hit me. Why don't we help people do it for themselves? Because you can go map all the skills in the world, but the reality is, depending on the type of life you want to build for yourself, you're going to want a certain set of skills. And so the best person to decide what are those skills and how to learn them is you. If you have the ability to do that for yourself, you can do anything. You can do it for the rest of your life. If you choose to change your life overnight, choose a completely different way of living, as long as you have the ability to identify, okay, what do I need to actually build that life for myself and then actually just do it, then you're unstoppable. You can live that life. You can create it. So that's the answer that came to me was what it means to be educated is having the ability to adapt as however you want to live the life that you want to create for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And I'm such an advocate of reskilling and upskilling. And I talk about it in, in my keynotes all the time about the future workforce and with robotics and AI and machine learning, a lot of the routine jobs out there are going to be replaced. And nobody in, in universities and colleges out there are prepared to train you for this. Corporations are trying, but uh -huh. I agree with you and on your point that it's really all about you. It's about you deciding what you want, where you want to go, and then getting those skills. There's enough ways out there on the internet to skill yourself up, but you have to have that career path. And so I, I love your mission in it, and it obviously brings us to Edvo. So for our audience, tell them what Ed, Edvo means, because I think that kind of establishes a lot of the meaning behind your mission. Yeah. So when we started Edbo in 2018, we were so excited to be able to even get a four-letter domain, first of all. <laughs> uh, but Edbo stands for education to vocation. And so vocation, some of you who might have heard of the word, probably heard it in the context of vocational careers. And unfortunately, schools have given the word vocation a pretty negative connotation. Mm -hmm. But if you actually Google what vocation means, it means finding a career you feel suitability with, you feel aligned with. And in the, as I you know, mentioned earlier in the story, initially we were so focused on helping people upskill and get into careers they wanted and felt aligned with. But then we started extrapolating the definition of vocation to just a life you feel aligned with. And so what type of education might you need to build the life you feel aligned with, to find that vocation in your life? And so that's what you know we're obsessed with now that we can certainly get into, but that's what Edbo means. <laughs> got it, got it. And I know you describe this as a sense-making machine. So for mm -hmm. all of our listeners who all of this sounds a little conceptual, tell us a little bit, how does it work? What is the platform all about and how does it help you technically make more sense of the world around you? Yes. So think about think about where you go today to make sense of the world. Think about where you go today to learn, to hear about something. 
most of you will say, I go online. I'm online. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at different communities. I'm reading different articles. I'm reading the news. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm working with my colleagues. I'm virtually working with my team, making sense of what the business needs or whatever you do. And so you're online. And so my, my recognition was everyone is gathering online, creating incredible solutions for each other to help each other out, putting out information. Some is good, some is not so great. But the point is everyone's congregated online, which creates an opportunity for us to learn from each other. However, when you are online, you're using a browser. You're using Chrome, Safari, Firefox, any browser. The browser was designed to simply fetch and display information. It was not built for you to make sense of that information, to understand it, to learn from it, to connect it to your own opinions that you may or may not you know, need to change. And so that's what we believe is sense-making, is how do you make sense of things and how might we be able to build a technology that is where you are in the browser online giving you the tools to make sense of that information better. So put more specifically, today, Edvo is the combination of a web application and an extension. And what it does, it, it allows you to transform your chaotic web environment, where you probably have 60 plus tabs open, uh, you probably have four, you have your browser open across four different desktops, one for work, one for personal, one for that home renovation project, right? Because you tend to separate everything. And so this environment is very chaotic. And we want to help you transform that chaotic web environment into one that actually feels flexible learning playground. And so the way that it works is you have an extension where everything that you consume, you can use the extension to actually interact with the content in front of you. So let's say you're reading an article. The extension gives you the power to annotate, to highlight and take notes on any web page across the internet. So across the web, anything you come across Instead of just sitting there and reading it, you can now interact with it. What does that do? It helps your brain engage with the content, which helps you think more, what helps you, uh, you know, not be a passive consumer, but be an active thinker. Now, as you're doing that, what's also happening on the back end is you're now saving that page along with your annotations, your thoughts, your questions, the things that stuck out to you in your own personal knowledge base. So when you go into the Edvo web application in one click, when you're there, you can actually see all your thoughts, but you don't just see that article with the thoughts and the notes, you see it alongside everything else that might relate to that article. So that's what we call spaces. You can create a space for crypto. Let's say you're interested in cryptocurrency, you're trying to make sense of it, you're trying to understand it, you're trying to see how does that impact your you know, finances or your strategy or whatever it may be, your career choices. And so you create a space for crypto and you can in that space have all the different articles you've consumed, all the different videos you've consumed. You can even have your Discord server. So if you are on Discord or Slack or in communities where people are having conversations or a Reddit forum where people are having conversations, you can pull all of that into one space. So now you don't need to have 10 different tabs open where you're switching between tabs, trying to figure out where is this thing because you lose so much valuable time in that process. Now that everything is in one space, 
and you can actually view it all. So you can have, you can send a message on Discord within your Edvo. You can see the Slack messages that you're getting, the articles people are pinging. You can interact with all of those applications in the space. You can stay in the flow. You can focus on getting things done. No more of your time is wasted and you can optimize your time for thoughtfulness, for sense-making, for learning, for understanding, and ultimately for creating because of the decisions you'll now be able to make uh, during that time. Got it, got it. And I'm one of those people that I'm uh, adamant about not using up more of my computer's processor power than than necessary and, and RAM. <laughs> so I'm constantly closing tabs all the time. Yeah. But like you said, I do all my research online for various different topics, and I'm not always ready to close those tabs. So I'm bookmarking them, printing them like old school style, (laughs) or I'm downloading uh, clips of them, and then they're all over the place. And so I guess what you're saying is you can keep it all open. Someone like me doesn't have to worry about it using up processor or RAM power because it's an offline copy that you can then make notes on, which I love. And and I think a piece that I'm picking up on is the context is really important. Mm-hmm. And is that one of the things that right now, just the way your browser works, it doesn't create context between those tabs or anything else you're doing. So is your vision for Edvo is to really move forward in this area of one, giving a context, but then also because of how strongly you feel about mentoring, Is there a a feature in there or something coming to share that and to create a learning path that you might be able to mentor someone else through and share your thinking and and meaning with them? Oh, so many good questions and points in there. So let me start with you. You get it, John. So you're asking absolutely the right questions. For those of you who are listening, I can understand when you're you're trying to imagine this in your head, I'll make it easier. <laughs> Go to edvo.com. There's a demo that I've personally created that will walk you through the product um, so you can really understand what it looks like and how it feels. Now, John, to your question. So on the context side of things, yes, it's helping you build context. It's helping you be able to jump in and out of context really quickly. So as a founder, for example, one minute I'm designing a website and giving people feedback. Another minute, I am thinking about fundraising and my investors. Another minute, I'm thinking about our product. And so in any given day, I'm jumping in and out of so many different personas and so many different contexts. So now I know that I don't need to leave things open uh, for each of those personas. But if I don't leave them open, then I need to go find everything that's relevant and I waste a lot of time. Now everything is just within Edvo, so I can jump in and out and just get into the flow and start doing the things I came to do. So that's the beauty of context. Now, second um, point on the context is we built all of this on top of a graph database. I'm not going to get into the technicals of that, but I'm putting it out there so anyone can look into it. But the graph database is, a graph database allows anything to be connected to anything else. So you can make unlimited relationships between your knowledge and, and all the things that you're learning. The beauty of that is as we mature as a product and as a technology, we get to create different types of data models that allow us to surface context for you. So maybe as you're browsing the web, we think about what could happen if, as I'm reading an article, Edvo just says, hey, these are things that will help you understand this article even better. Because you have all of this in your existing knowledge base that your first brain, your actual brain, is not able to recall in this moment. So let Edvo help you do that instead. 
So that's where the context ends up allowing your environment, your digital environment to be so much more powerful and allows you to really make sense of anything because you help now doing that. To your second point, um, as far as mentorship, think about what happens when you create a space where you're learning about, let's say, cryptocurrency and or you're developing a perspective maybe you're an expert in cryptocurrency and you're developing a perspective on something that's happening right now in the real world how many people are out there that would want to say huh i really want to say i really want to see john's space on crypto i really want to see how did he make sense of this Because we care less about the end result, about the decision that someone makes. We care more about how they got there. So even on this podcast, we started with my entrepreneurship journey because it's less about where I am today. It's more about how I got here. So imagine what can happen when you are able to share this space with someone else and they can see how you thought about things. Then you guys can have a meaningful discussion around, okay, this is the mental model I use. This is how I thought about this. This is the, these are the sources that informed this opinion. Oh man, like this source is heavily flawed. Okay, good. You caught that. So now you can actually get into the real stuff how people think, how people come to conclusions. And you can help each other make that process better, which will ultimately lead to better decisions, better thinking, and all of that. So that's one aspect of mentorship that can be a natural result of the way that we've built Edvo. Down the road, there's so many other implications of just allowing people to collaborate. They can create universes for anything that they're thinking about and support each other. And even we sell courses today, right? People sell courses. Now the courses are the end result and they take a long time. But if I could see what went into this course and what stood out, what didn't stand out, I can build a course for myself that fits more of what I'm interested in or my level. Maybe I'm more advanced. I don't need a basic course. So anyways, there's a ton of implications that come as a result of being able to share how you think with people. Yeah, I love what you're doing. And I've spent my whole career in corporate learning and development. Mm -hmm. And the big movement there in these last couple of years has been every learning management system trying to become a learning experience platform. And we even did that, evolved our platform into an LXP in the same way. And it was all around this idea of allowing users and learners to actually curate their own content and participate in the learning model and add content and contribute to the learning paths. And so what you're doing, I think, is spot on and, and even better because it's done at the personal level. And, and I, I totally get what you're saying, too, because I look at how my kids are being taught math nowadays and they want them to get to the answer. I remember when I was a kid, you just had to memorize your flashcards. Now they want to they have them model it out and show them seven different ways that they got to that answer. Because to your point, the way you come up with the answer, the research you do, the thinking behind it is more important than just getting the answer. So totally get it. I love it. So when you think about Edvo and the whole universe of learners out there, I totally love what you're doing because as a technology founder myself, I've got my hands in application development, marketing, organizational stuff. So I'm bouncing between different areas all the time. So I could totally see how it works for an entrepreneur or a busy business executive. Is that your ideal user right now? Or are you looking more for students or or even earlier stage children that are out there trying to find some meaning on the internet. What's your ideal audience right now? 
<laughs> That's always such a hard question for me to answer because obviously we've done a great job if anyone and everyone uses Edvo and unlocks value and feels like they can truly become a super learner. At this stage, so for context for folks listening, we launched, we've been working on Edvo for three years. We've been working on this specific idea for the last 15 months and we launched the latest version two weeks ago. And so I know by the time you listen to this, these numbers will be a bit off, but today's November 18th. And so as of today, I would say the ideal user is definitely a knowledge worker, someone who is always online thinking about how to do things better, making decisions. So founders, great ideal ideal users for us. Investors, great ideal users for us. Freelancers, because again, you're everyone's an entrepreneur. When you're freelancing, you're part of the gig economy, ideal users for us, designers. So pretty much knowledge workers whose literal job every single day is to use their knowledge, expand it, and make decisions that move businesses forward um, and move the companies that they're building or working with forward. Those are the ideal users right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. It Definitely. I can see it totally for freelancers. And there's so many of them now that are bouncing between 40 different clients and you need to get in your zone and focus on one problem and all of the research that you've done on that and then be able to jump easily to another one. So yeah, really awesome use case for it. And so for our listeners who are interested in the entrepreneurial journey, tell us a little bit about what this experience has been building the product, getting it in the hands of users right now. I'm about to get onboarded in the coming <laughs> weeks, so I'm very excited. And and I've rolled out a number of software products over the years. Tell us a little bit about the experience. How excited are you? And, and what are some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome to get to this mm. point? I'll say, I'll answer the first one really quickly, but I really love the second question. How is it feeling? I'm on a roller coaster every day, my man. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the beauty of being an entrepreneur and some folks might not see this as a beauty just yet and this will answer my second question the beauty of being an entrepreneur is getting to feel all the emotions you will feel everything if you're doing it right you're going to feel everything you're going to feel the really high highs the really low lows the range of emotions i have felt i did not know i could feel <laughs> so <laughs> that is truly what it feels. And you feel alive. No doubt you feel alive because no moment is boring. The only thing I probably haven't felt in a very long time is boredom, <laughs> which I think is a good sign. Um, so the second question, what has been the most challenging? It's the mindset. As an entrepreneur, especially when I was starting off in my journey, 18 years old, I'm you know a, a woman, I'm a minority, I don't come from a family of business owners, um, although they're very entrepreneurial because they're immigrants, <laughs> and they had very structured jobs, so I was always a black sheep, and I had, even, despite everything I've done, outwardly, it feels like I've always bet on myself, and I've followed my instincts. It wasn't until recently that it occurred to me that I, yes, I was following my instincts, but I had major blockers of doing that completely. So for a long time, I was an entrepreneur in the ways that I thought I should be, in the ways that I saw, oh, you're supposed to hustle and grind in this way, and you're supposed to talk to investors in this way, and you're supposed to talk to customers in this way. And so the most challenging thing was finding your own way. For me, it was finding my own way. It was constantly reminding myself, 
intuitively does this feel aligned? My team always, <laughs> they know I say the word intuition and alignment all the time. <laughs> so for me, it's, does this intuitively feel aligned? If it doesn't, go figure it out. Go think through it. Go make space to get into what feels right. And so I will say for all anyone that's listening, that's interested in entrepreneurship or is in it right now, feeling all the emotions is part of it. And the one thing that's probably going to be your biggest toolkit, your biggest tool in your toolkit is your intuition and your ability to bet on yourself and your ability to then find people who are willing to bet on you. And by the way, the more you bet on yourself, the more you listen to intuition, the more you will attract people that will do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love your advice. I think it's so great for any student entrepreneur, startup entrepreneur. And I agree with you 100%. You you feel all those emotions as as a business owner, and you've got to just embrace it because you're right. The one emotion you never have to experience is boredom or uh, not having anything to do. Right? It's like there's always too much to do. And I think it's great advice. And I, and for all our listeners to put this into context, you're still a very young aged entrepreneur because you got started so early and, and you're on your second company, I, I think your second company so far. But you were just named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list. I think it was last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So congratulations. So for anybody listening, you're not a student entrepreneur anymore, but you're still very young dealing with all these emotions and you've created another, a second grade company. And so I think it's a great honor to be recognized by Forbes. And, and you're someone that I think a lot of young entrepreneurs can look up to for just everything that you've created and, and the way you go about it with the mindset. So congratulations on all that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will just say, guys, all of these things are results. <laughs> They're all results of just the only thing that really matters is knowing your why. And by the way, making time for that. When I say listen to your intuition and feel the roller coaster of emotions, these are not easy things. These are stupidly hard things to do. Most people have a really hard time, just like me earlier, listening, like even understanding what intuition is. Um, so at least now you have a place to potentially look, to potentially start. But these are really hard things. And just have, try to have fun, try to create spaces for yourself, where at the end of the day, you're here, at least my belief is you're here in this world to just experience whatever you choose to experience. And so figure out what that is for you and go make it happen. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And so for all of our listeners who want to learn more about Edvo and get on the wait list, I think you got to join the wait list now because it's growing so fast, which is awesome to, to hear. Tell them how to get to Edvo, keep up to date on what you're doing, and also to follow up with you because you're a great thought leader in this space for young entrepreneurs. Yes, of course. Edvo.com, E-D-V-O. You can see our product demo there. You can Join the waitlist there. We have an awesome community that's on Discord that's full of people who just want to be super learners and help other people be super learners. These are all people of all ages. If that floats your boat, come join us. And then for me, I'm on Twitter, ShreenJaffer underscore. You can find me or just ShreenJafferEdvo, you'll find me. Those are the best places. Awesome. Awesome. Shireen, thank you so much for coming here and, and talking to us. I love what you're doing. I'm a huge fan of the whole idea of personal learning and, and finding more meaning out of all of these different places that we can do research. Love what you're doing. Excited to get onboarded. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This is a phenomenal show. So thank you for hosting it, John. 
Thank you. And to all of our listeners, thank you for being here each week. As we have a new episode that comes out every week, so wherever you're listening, be sure to subscribe and leave us comments. We'd love to hear from all of you. And until our next episode, happy learning. Hey, everyone. John Tota here. I want to thank you for tuning into the show each week. We love our Learning Life community and are so grateful for your support. We'd appreciate it if you would take a minute to rate us and write a review for Learning Life wherever you're listening right now. Your ratings and comments help new people find the show so we can keep growing our community and bring great interviews on the topics you care most about. 